0: Warning: This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. (laughs)
1: Bross. And I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And this is Movie Virgins, a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is rewatching the film and the other is seeing it for the first time.
0: And this week, we are talking about 2013's Prisoners.
1: Or Prisoners, as I like to call it.
0: Sure. Now, the is <laughs> a movie... That I have seen several times, Leah had never seen before, and yet for some odd reason, she seemed to know so much about it. So, why don't you tell everyone, Leah, about what a horrible, horrible person you are? And am not the things ashamed. And the things that you do instead of watching movies.
1: Rather than watch it, because I know it's going to be really depressing but everybody's talking about it, I'll just go on the Wikipedia and I just, I just read about it. And so... Going in, I knew what was going to happen. But here's the thing. This plot is very complicated. There are lots it's, of moving parts. It is. So I didn't 100% remember, but I felt like I I figured
0: it out. But that's probably because I already knew what was going to happen. Because you already fucking knew. <laughs> <laughs> so I just so. wanted to get that out of the way before we even got into it you know i well, will ask you about your first impressions but let us be clear they can't really be first impressions leah cheated herself out of <laughs> first impressions by spoiling herself like a lunatic i
1: am a garbage person but i i'm not i'm not, no regrets.
0: 100 percent garbage person yeah. so don't come at me with your prisoners talk <laughs> and you have seen it several times several times Hmm. i have seen it several times over the last uh nearly seven years i had no idea it was that long ago when i saw 2013 in my mind everything happened either within the last two to three years or 30 years ago like there's no in between i can't figure out the in between stuff (laughs) i'm still lost with okay anyway prisoners I i saw this uh in the theater I believe just once I may have seen it twice because I am wont to do things like that with really kind of dark, depressing thrillers. So it's possible that I saw it twice in the theater, but I definitely did see it. I remember seeing it as soon as possible. So it was either like opening weekend or thereabouts. Um, I remember being really excited about it in part because I absolutely love Hugh Jackman huge jack huge jackman he's jacked <laughs> i mean he is jacked which it's funny to me too in this movie you can see just how giant this man is yeah like, and he you know he never his, takes his shirt off
1: no but no, no his no, arms, has his, arms.
0: Even, i'm not even talking about just his arms i mean his height alone like you see him standing next to a person his waist comes up to their neck like it's ridiculous how big he is and it's funny because every time every time i think about that All right, we'll just dive right into, like, Lindsay's a fucking dork. (laughs) Uh Oh, no. (laughs) But every time I think about that, I think about the uproar that came when he was cast as Wolverine, because Wolverine is, of course, I'm sure you realize this, Leah, that Wolverine is actually a very slight man. Um, no. big bulky build like he's he's strong but i think he's supposed to be like five two or five three i did not know this about him because he's very animalistic like a wolverine is a small creature true but fierce small but, but fierce. quite fierce yes exactly um so there was a bit of an uproar about that when he first got cast because my brother will still talk about it today which is stupid because uh, on it, and the truth is is i think even the people who were kind of upset about that to begin with if they actually watched the movies they fell in love with him. i don't know how yeah. you couldn't um, but anyway, it, yeah, it's I do feel like this is this is one of the only movies where I really see how huge he it is. And I don't know if it's just that he's put up against people who are smaller than him. Like, I never realized that Terrence Howard wasn't a <laughs> towering guy until you see him next to Hugh Jackman. Um, but anyway, the movie, I think I think it's I think it's a, a it's a very well crafted um thriller not a horror movie I was gonna say, when
1: you were in the theater watching it what genre did it strike you as being in it's funny too like it
0: i definitely see it as a bit of a thriller mystery because there is obviously this this mystery going on but it's definitely in my mystery. mind mystery is, even th- despite all of the suspense in my mind it's it's a drama i think at its core that's really what it is is it, it very suspenseful fun. yes is it you know is are there thriller elements yes absolutely but I see it as a drama, and I think that's mostly due to, A, the casting. Um, having people like Hugh Jackman and Terrence Howard and, and Viola fucking Viola Davis,
1: Davis man. Yeah.
0: Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal, I think the is great. Maria Bello, I love. And honestly, Leah, I am fucking obsessed with Melissa Leo. I have been obsessed with her for years. I feel like she can do no wrong. Um, I... I'll get, we can get more into to her as well. But but I think A, the cast, and B, the director. I think having Dennis, Dennis, Villeneuve, Villeneuve. Villeneuve? Having Dennis Villeneuve do this made it a darker, uh, slower paced, more kind of realistic and sort of wrenching drama. Because with this story, I think it so easily could have been pure thriller. Just pure you know go around and beat the shit out of this kid that you're holding hostage and wow we got to try to find these girls and you know bouncing around between the story and and it could have been so um gritty Mm
2: -hmm. and I
0: think really lost the thread of pain that goes throughout I think that's that sort of soft focus on pain all along of a father who lost his daughter and every other person who's who's lost their, their children and, and how they're struggling along the way um, and how each individual person, I think struggles differently. And the fact they actually capture all of that, you know, from the older sister sitting there talking to the older brother on the phone saying like, I just want to get out of here. I just can't handle mm-hmm. this anymore. And, you know, there's Terrence Howard's character who he, he even says, I would, I would die for my daughter, but I cannot do this thing that you're doing.
1: Right.
0: Um, and he, um, uh, Maria Bello's character who just can't deal with it at all. Yeah, and just, she shuts down. Just wants to sleep. Yeah, just has yeah. to shut off from all reality. And I think it's great that they captured all of those things and that he not only captured them but left them in there and let them linger in a way that I feel like a lot of modern movies won't do. I think if a lot of times if it's if it's a bigger budget at least, which I would say this one is just based on the cast alone, if it's a bigger budget movie and it has this mystery and suspense mm. you know, tale going on, I think people tend to veer towards creating an on-the-edge-of-your-seat thriller the entire time and not necessarily staying in the realm of, of kind of reality. And mm. keeping us in that pain makes it real. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I really enjoy about this movie is that you do get to kind of go along the same way as as detective loki and try to piece the story together and that's kind of fun and it keeps you interested but at the same time you're feeling the feelings and i'm kind of understanding or trying to understand each of these different characters can i just ask a couple of questions one who hurt you (laughs) no one that's why i have to live vicariously through the pain of all others You said
1: pain like 10 times Ten you times, like <laughs> you're I just don't like pain. delightful pain. It's... <laughs> I love it. And <laughs> I just sit there like, can milking you
0: milking not... The teats of pain. You... <laughs> Did you just call them the teats of pain? Yes. Making the teats of pain. You get the, the agony milk. I think we just hit uh, a couple
1: more Twitter handles. If anybody's interested in at agony milk at teats of pain, <laughs> which i sure pain. It's probably been taken. It's how it's how I sustain myself. <laughs> solo pod time you can just do one where you just talk about the delicious delightful pain you're like a pinhead from fucking hellraiser um
0: yeah yeah i've been watching a lot of uh what we do in the shadows lately so i think it's <laughs> it's sort of a variation of the energy vampire it just feed off of people's pain and agony <laughs> and can you not pick a movie that's
1: Not less than like it's like they're all two and a half, three hours long. I'm like, like I opened it up and I was like, I wonder, yeah, of course, two and and a half hours. hours.
0: (laughs) Okay, she knows it's not. Here's the thing I don't love long movies, that's not what it is. It's the pacing, I fall in love with having the right type of pacing, um, and the, the right kind of sort of uh deliberate action and and i think in order to get into this is, there are a lot of characters in here and in order yeah. to get into each of those characters you're going to have to spend a little bit more time with them and i do think that it was aside from all of that i, I think it was beautifully shot too and there yeah, are a yeah. lot of some really real
1: things in here, yeah
0: and there are really there are some really quiet moments and you can't have quiet moments without adding time
1: <laughs> You know, in. i want to say though with the right choppy chop and because they've already got an incredible cast of actors i feel like they could have done it in less than two and a half hours but
0: what would you have cut like what 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 would you take out
1: you know it was a beautiful moment with uh with the creepy guy at the vigil where he goes to leave i mean he and Hall are eyeballing each other and then he goes to leave and you see Hall and it's beautiful lighting the candles are lighting and he's moving through the crowd wonderful i loved it the 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 end when he is driving to save that's well, uh, yeah, rough, uh, right? Yeah. That, and I I had seen that clip before. I didn't know what it was from, but I had watched it. It showed up in my Twitter feed. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was really into it. So when it showed up, I got real excited. But damn it, if that isn't
0: long, it didn't have to be that long. Also, um, but I feel like it does have to be that long in order to elicit <laughs> the correct response, because you have to be buried in it to a point where you are... Because think of the, the main reason why he's struggling so much through that moment is because it's such a long drive.
1: You know, but you I have feel like you could you can, you can show the passage of time without, and, and that and like a, I thought it was a great little thing that he did where when he was introducing these characters in the beginning, you don't see anybody's face, you know, they're there. So in the very first shot, it's, they're shooting the deer and you hear Jackman saying, what is it, the Lord's prayer? And then, they're coming from behind Hall in the diner and you don't see his face. Um, even, even Paul Dano's character, I can't remember what it was exactly, but you don't see his face. Like there's so many moments where you don't see their faces when they first appear. I thought that was really cool, but that takes time. Um, these shots where you're just getting like it framed with like a tree and the house and everything. I mean, you just don't, but I just, here's the thing. Not I didn't appreciate it. It just, and it's not that it doesn't elicit emotion and it isn't. It, some
0: of it's just cool. That's why I like it. Is If you cut all of that out, you're going to lose th- the feeling. You're, you'll lose the feel. That's so been- I'm willing to sacrifice an extra half hour, 45 minutes of my night in order to actually feel the feelings as opposed to just go, oh, yeah, it's just another – movie i guess these people are sad like i get it i kind of understand who they are did you did you feel the feelings in wind river because i felt like that movie wasn't this long um i yeah i felt the feeling and it was this, I there's just also there there weren't nearly as many characters and plot twists in wind river either it was a simpler story true,
1: but i didn't you mentioned how we're we're soaking in their pain right like We've got Maria Bello's character, and how many shots of her in the bed with the pot pill bottles do I need? There were just two. Yeah. It was no, too I, much. I didn't there either. are
0: little things. I just don't think any of the things that you just mentioned should be cut. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm fine. I'm fine with cutting back on Maria Bello crying. <laughs> we get a lot of that. I will <laughs> say this about Maria Bello's character. Mm-hmm. I think her character really bothers me. Her reaction, just um, in a personal way, I don't react to things that way. And because of that, I feel like I would find her uh, grating and annoying, which isn't fair for me to say, because obviously people feel their pain in their own way. But what I love about the casting of this is I feel like most of the time when I see Maria Bello, she is a strong, tough, fierce woman. So to see her in the beginning and and I get this actress whom I know and I know of as a strong, tough woman to take that actress and then break her, Mm -hmm. I think makes it all the more uh, devastating. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you had taken somebody who, I feel like she is always just, you know, a whiny kind of, nobody's coming to mind necessarily right now, but there are actors and actresses like that who are just always like whiny and obnoxious. If you took somebody like that and put them in this role, I would just hate her all throughout. I just had a thought. Yeah.
1: Just kind of related, but not really what, like I was thinking about why the technique where we can't see their face before we see them or hear them because they did it with Melissa Leo who I almost didn't recognize at first and then I did and I was like you are a goddess slash god um and I'm wondering because I kept thinking about the prisoners prisoners throughout and yes there's the obvious that the children are prisoners and Paul Dano was a prisoner Alex Jones he's a prisoner and then you know I was thinking about the other prisons that they are in the prison, the trauma prison or the fear prison or the pain prison or whatever prison that they're inside of. Mm-hmm. And I'm well, wondering sorry, yeah, on. if you're seeing them without seeing them, but you're hearing them and you're, maybe it's you're seeing the prison before you see them. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. I get to see their prison. I get a look, a glimpse at their prison before I actually see them or hear them. Because I would argue because you get it right away with Jackman's character Keller, Keller Dover, great name, um, such East Coast sounding names too. I couldn't figure out what state they were in, and finally I realized it was Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. That he's saying the Lord's Prayer and he's talking to his son about being prepared, and immediately I'm like, this fucker's a prepper. Why is he a prepper? What made him like this? Um, and he's kind of a prison to that, a prisoner to that, that thought, that thought process, and that thinking about. God and what God's wanting him from him, and God helping him, and he like he gets into his truck. Cause there were some moments. Um, it's not
0: that though. It's it's what he had said kind of halfway through, which is you know hope for the best, be prepared for the worst. I
1: don't, but I feel like he's he uses God, and scripture to kind of fuel whatever this is. Cause there are some moments in the movie that I was like, I There's think I scripture. Yes. I yes he's he's always praying he gets into his truck and turns it on and it's somebody kind of reciting scripture like he he's a man of god that is his
0: that no, is no, his I, I get that it was the scripture part the lord's prayer isn't scripture no. it's just a prayer
1: <laughs> it's not like he's it's in the fucking bible, bible. yeah like, but he's
0: not going around quoting the bible no, but he, he's not he's
1: no he's not but he this is what he's listening to when he's driving around in his truck he's listening to sermons he's listening to people read the bible like he's what I got out of that more than
0: anything, though, the the uh, religious layer mm-hmm. is the only other time that you hear any kind of religious undertones going on are with Alex. He's listening to Christian music in that RV, um, you know. His oh, really? aunt talks about God as well. The whole does, time yeah. all of this yes. is going on, it's a war on God. Yes. I Those are the religious undertones. I don't, don't know that I necessarily see it as being... I, I think Keller was definitely brought up with it, but I think with him, the prison really is the prison that he creates for himself by doing these awful things yeah. to another human being. By saying he's no longer a human being, that he is no longer a person. He lost the right to be a person when he... Yeah when he took our children when he didn't even know if he really did take the kids no no but i
1: can't blame him for making that assumption oh, no, 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 with what I, yeah. he, and and he it ultimately led
0: him to the truth it did but i i mean it's kind of you know terrence howard's character he even says he's not he's not saying that he's not guilty he's saying you don't know for sure if he's yeah. guilty and you're going to kill him like that's what it's coming to and yeah. that's the prison that he built up around himself is even if he did 100% know that he was responsible, he wasn't getting anything out of him. It got to a point yeah. where he was just plain killing this this
1: yeah. Well, kid. and that's why he put him in the box because he knew if he kept doing actual physical damage like the way he had been. But I mean, yeah, the sure. other thing about Keller, too, he and Maria Bello and Jake Gyllenhaal kind of fall into these thriller drama tropes. Mm-hmm. The wife who can't hold it together and who cries and apologizes for crying. And the husband who's like the, I'm the man, I'm going to take care of my family, I'm going to go on a rampage and figure this shit out. And then the cop who's just like exasperated at every turn. Every moment, I, I would take out the Maria Bello in bed pill bottle shots, but every moment where Hall is sighing or putting
0: his head in his hands, I was like, yes, please keep doing this. I'm in not only that, but the <laughs> part where when they're in the car and there's that heated. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Talk. When when Hugh Jackman says, when Keller says, you know, it's been a week and he turns on him. Mm-hmm. Detective Loki turns on him and he's like, it had not been a fucking week. <laughs> Six days. The fact that he, yeah, the fact that he is so invested so in this case, and not just in the case, I think he, I think the bigger trope that you get with movies a lot of times like this is that the detective is super emotionally invested, you know, that maybe he, like, he too lost a child and he's going to find the child to make things right. That's the kind of stereotype that you I often get into. But and in this one, it's of Dylan Hall, like, he doesn't follow the rules. No, he, he just, just does I, whatever the fuck he wants. He's not doing... He was chiding other people for not following the rules. What are you talking about? He, like, laid hands on
1: one of their... The guys that they had in custody, the one who went Bob Taylor ended up killing yeah, himself. Sure, because he lost his <laughs> shit. And look,
0: he's walking <laughs> into houses. He what? Walking into people's houses. Whose people's houses is he walking into? What are you talking about? In the priest's house. Because he, note, he, he saw him collapsed had- on the floor and thought he was dead. Dang, I couldn't follow the rules, but go on. The only thing, the only thing that he did, the only thing that he did that was really breaking the law. He stole that camper, that tiny little camper toy. I have no idea why he had that on his desk later. Like, because the, camper? the little camper toy that he found in Alex's drawer. Oh, he stole. He that? He fucking stole that. <laughs> no, <Don't> I <just laughs> drinks. This is ridiculous. You don't take Good steal. day, sir. Anyway, the 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 thing about the thing about him that I do love is. He's emotionally invested in the case, but not for human reasons. He's emotionally invested in the case because this is his job and his job is all that he is. And he has not he has solved every case so far and he's damn well gonna solve this too. And you know, I think that's different from what we often see. And and I like that. I like having some because you see a lot of it too. Like he can't he can't quite deal with Maria Bello's emotions. <laughs> he can't he's not comfortable with it and he can't quite deal with it. And that scene in the car, like you can just see in his face that he's thinking, like, man, this guy's really suffering and it's really sad, but also it's making of my- me fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he realizes, because the the dump the
1: garbage truck pulls up behind him, and then Keller sees him and he's like, God. you can see it on his face. He's like, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I I just liked that bit of of humanity from him, but the trope still of like the the cop who needs to get his man, all of that, and then the Viol- the Viola Davis character. Um, Nancy, (laughs) that's my wife, Nancy. Oh God, Terrence Howard. Um, so Terrence Howard is kind of this sensitive, I couldn't stop watching him. That scene where Hugh Jackman is beating the living crap out Mm -hmm. of Paul Dano and Terrence Howard is, he was the one I was watching. His reactions to
0: the hammer. Is that the hammer? Yes. hammer Yes.
1: Yes. Well, I was also looking at the fucking pump that, jackman had because his arms just fucking went crazy with (laughs) the veins popping everywhere i was like oh he's a monster well here comes wolverine but like i was watching him he's such a sensitive you know person and then what is he goes and he tells his wife because he can't take it anymore and that's when i was like Viola Davis activate and she shows up at the house. And I thought for sure she was just going to tear that guy a new one. I was like, give it to him, give it to him. But no, she shows up. But I feel like, and then you see before that, even you see Terrence Howard at um, one of the vigils and he can't, he can't stand. He's like, Breaking down his family surrounding him, I felt like they they broke all the trope rules. I thought that they yeah. did a really good job there. With and those it's kids. not even just I think
0: I think what you get in there or what maybe you're getting at a little bit too is like the man is the more sensitive one and the woman is kind of the stronger one. But it's not just that because she's not. I think she's actually one of the most complex characters, even though she's not, you know, there as much. She goes over. Yeah, they go over to Keller's house, and you can tell that she's she's thinking this is wrong. Like she said something like what the hell is wrong with you or what are you doing or something? What like are that. you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. But, but he takes her out there and, and she's still willing to go. She's willing to not just write it off as absolutely crazy. And then she goes and talks to this kid and she sees how he's suffering, but she doesn't lose it and immediately free him. She only unties him because she thinks that he's going to like, she, she doesn't, she doesn't get down on his level and say, you yeah. know, Oh, I'm so sorry he did this to you or anything like that. It's, I'm looking at you and I think you're guilty. Now I'm not going to beat you, but I'm asking for your help. Will you help yeah. me find my, my daughter? And she does untie him because she thinks it'll help in that way. And then once the shit hits the fan and he tries and to escape, scared. and then she kind of freaks out and, and she has every right to be scared too. But even that, that part where he builds the little prison for him around the shower and Terrence Howard is going, I just, this isn't right. And I just can't do it. And you shouldn't be doing it. And, And you can see her standing there silently and it it seems as though she thinks the same thing. And I think she probably does think the same thing and feels the same way. But ultimately she pulls him away and says, don't do it. Don't, you know, don't free him. I I don't know. I don't think this is right. And because of that, we're not going to participate. But I can't say that this won't ultimately help save our daughter. And because of that, we're going to let him do. I understand that you can't do it. And I think in that moment, she understood, too, that she couldn't do couldn't it.
1: Couldn't do it. But this guy's willing to. And we're going to exactly. let him. Exactly. I'm, I'm willing to.
0: I'm going I'm to be willing to pay complicit. the price. Of,
1: yeah, exactly. Man, it's. And when you think about Paul Dano's character, Alex Jones, who turns out to be Barry, what's his face, which I figured
0: out, I think, or, or maybe I remember remembered from the wiki. Yeah. And I was trying to think about that, too, last night, because I've seen I have seen this movie several times. I am. Um, I, I have it. I think I have it on DVT, actually. Not that I've watched DVDs in the last couple okay. of years, but I've seen the movie several times still, so I can't totally remember if you figured what out I figured time. out exactly okay. along the way. But I think that was one of the things that I figured pretty much straight away. Yeah. That Because obviously, like, you know there's something funky with this kid, and you know there's something funky with his aunt, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I thought right away that they were both in on it together, and, you know, obviously I didn't know everything that kind of went into it. Um, but there were definitely suspicions there. So, yeah, I I think I had that same thought, too, of I wonder if that's him.
1: And damn it if that kid isn't a survivor. I mean, he got the shit, living shit beat out of him. And then the second, not the second, but when Nancy comes and unties him, he's still ready to get away. I I just and then you think about all the shit that he probably had to go through. And what is uh, Melissa Leo's, his aunt, she says at some point he had an accident uh-huh um who knows what that accident was maybe they dosed him too much with that sleeping
0: drug well she maybe. said it had something to do with the snakes but oh what god the mean... fuckings! what's in the box what's in the <laughs> box <laughs> why here's what i don't understand you open up a box and snakes well, you see there there are sn- like four snakes just coiling why the fuck do you not put that lid back on the box he's just throwing lids all over the place I, was I like, understand opening up more boxes because you think there are children in there. Like, first of all, after I opened the first one and saw snakes, I'd probably be like, oh, shit, there may not be kids in here. They might be all full of snakes. But <laughs> either way, you put the lid back over that box and then you move on to the next. And if there's snakes in that one, you put the lid back over that box. Now they're just snakes all over the damn house. I've had it with these motherfucking
1: snakes in these motherfucking <laughs> boxes. I was. I was. I was definitely like, what's in the box? What's in the box? And then he opened it. I'm like, it's fucking snakes. And then I was like, get them. I am not afraid of snakes. But. Thinking about being in a room full of potentially venomous ones, when they, those snakes did not look, like, they did not look not venomous. I was like, why is he, I got it. He was so intent on finding the kids. <laughs> then he looks down and sees them crawling over. And then he like, was like, fuck You moron, you're
0: the one who freed me
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty intense. That was a really great, I did wonder <laughs> when he finally found Bob Taylor um, and got to his house. And he walked in and there's just these mazes drawn all over the walls and then boxes of snakes. And I was like, Lindsay, is that what your house is becoming in this quarantine, this time of quarantine? Is this I where we're
0: heading? I don't have any snakes in boxes right now, if that's but, what you're and haven't asking. Have you drawn on the walls or? I, I have not drawn on the walls yet. Um, I thought about painting some the other day and who knows what might come out of that. <laughs> but, but nothing nothing quite like that has happened Yet, or about. <laughs> I would just still I have was... a few weeks before the real crazy <laughs> hits the <laughs> fan, probably. Well,
1: I guess I should say that I I enjoyed it. There were some points where I kind of was like getting a little bored of it, um, but I think, I think the complicated plot, there's something to that because I read it on Wikipedia. I read the synopsis probably on Wikipedia or IMDb. I don't know a couple years ago, and. It was a very long synopsis. Usually, movie synopses are not that long, so there's just lots of twists and turns. So the fact a that a hundred percent remember, but a second, Melissa Leo showed up. I was like, I see you, old lady. I see you, you fucker. Like I knew she was the bad because I remember. You the see, very that time.
0: ruins it for you. That's what I mean by you just fucking ruined it for yourself because like, you. But I you enjoyed the Suspicions. Journey. You have suspicions all along because she's, you know, like you just you you just have suspicions about everybody all along. But I don't remember. Knowing that she was bad until a certain point, I can't tell you what that certain point was because I don't really remember. But I know that there were all along I was questioning if, if she knew what was going on or didn't know. And I think I think what I actually thought was she probably knew what was going on and knew that her nephew had done something bad, but was protecting him, yeah. but didn't really know, you know, what her husband was like
1: and yeah. <laughs> what they were like together and all of that. So did you, because I I did watch when it first was released, or when it was first coming out, I remember seeing, I mean, I was interested in it. I saw the the trailers and stuff and thought, well, that seems interesting, but probably depressing, so I don't want to watch it. But I definitely got the vibe from the trailer, if I remember correctly, that maybe the dads were suspects. Did you, when you first watched it, think that the dads were potential
0: suspects at all? No, because Um, we were there the day they disappeared, too. So I I think had they not had the families gather together for Thanksgiving and I wasn't able to witness the families families together in the way that they were, maybe I would have suspected them to an extent. But I think taking that journey along with them and seeing that they were together at the time and it's not like, you know, one of them snuck away for a prolonged period or anything. Yeah, Yeah. I, I didn't really suspect them at all. I was wondering about that. Um. I did
1: think these kinds of movies I do enjoy. So it was giving me kind of like a Wind River First Reformed vibe, kind of that like depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I appreciate these kinds of movies a little bit more when shit gets weird. So we, you haven't seen First Reformed, I think. No. Shit. It's been on the list for a while, but no, I haven't shit seen it. Shit gets a little weird in that one, and I really appreciated that. So, But it kind of gave me that saying, like, it's dark, it's depressing – Traumatic shit is happening to people. How are they reacting to it? How are they dealing with it? um I, I mean, it was, it kept my attention. It was good. I really, I don't, how do you feel about, as I keep referring to him in my notes, Jakey G? We've talked about this a little bit because you you aren't a fan. Is that correct? I guess, I mean, I'm trying to, I didn't ever, I thought Donnie Darko was stupid. So I that, like, Darko. coming out of the park, I was like, yeah, this is dumb. I was trying to think of anything I've seen. I might, this might be my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, except for maybe the day after tomorrow. I did enjoy him in that. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and um, I have seen Prince of Persia. It is ridiculous.
0: Maybe the problem <laughs> is the <laughs> movies you're watching.
1: Uh, but I do think he's a very good actor. And I did enjoy him in this a lot. He was probably uh, my favorite in this. Uh, except for Viola Davis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And I think with Jake Gyllenhaal, it's funny to me because I, I feel like... We got to see his progression from just a, oh, broke kind back of a broke back. a little bit of a pretty face, although he has kind of a weird face, really. But you know what I mean? Like that was he had like these big giant eyes and was just kind of this pretty almost ingenue who did some movies and they were fine. And, you know, like, yeah, Donnie Darko is a weird ass movie. But and a cult classic, but I don't know that it necessarily showed his acting chops or anything um I've seen a lot of like I've seen Zodiac Zodiac I love and I think Zodiac for me is kind of the turning point for him I think I think he did a lot of movies leading up to it where he was just an actor you know mm-hmm. what I mean like he and maybe Jarhead I think Brokeback Mountain and Jarhead I don't know he was really fucking good at Brokeback Mountain he was great in Brokeback Mountain but I also feel like Heath Ledger man you just can't outshine that guy in fact, I was thinking about Heath Ledger the other day. I think about him sometimes, like of all of the actors or actresses that we've lost young. I think he's the one that I think about the most because he was just start like he had made movies in the past, you know, like 10 Things I Hate About You and The Patriot and movies that I loved, but movies that weren't good movies. But he had gotten. To oh, a point you should that take that
1: is, back because 10 Things I Hate About You is a good movie. But go on.
0: I mean, it is what it is. It's it's really good for what it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. But it's not, you know, it's art with a little A. Like, let's be real. The point is that he was so, you could see how amazing he was. And, and by the time we got to The Dark Knight, you could tell that he was just capable of so much. And I think everybody was really excited to see what he could do. But for the fact that we could never see what he could do, like so I did, still wonder so, about that sometimes—about what his career trajectory would have been like, and, so and did, the more we could have gotten from him. Did
1: the machine kill him? Was or was he just too sensitive, or what? What happened? It was I don't, an accidental overdose,
0: right? Um, I don't know if it was accidental or not, and I. But it was
1: like he was on all of this prescription shit, and yeah,
0: I, I think there was a lot. There was definitely a lot of speculation of maybe him being a bit too much of a. Um, method actor and getting yeah into. too far but and- all of that's it's all speculation like honestly when we're talking about how a celebrity dies and why and what they were thinking i don't fucking know if his own family doesn't know and i'm sure that they don't then i feel really dirty myself speculating, speculating. okay uh, fair enough respect uh, but the the point is is that um it, it, even though i absolutely do think that jake Hall was great in brokeback mountain but I still feel like he was kind of learning. I feel like it's it's strange. He's one of the few actors who I feel like you can see him learning and honing his craft throughout his career in a way that you don't often see it with other people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then I, I think by the time we get to Zodiac, uh, Zodiac was 2007. I think okay. by the time you get there, you start to see him actually craft characters in a way that i don't feel like he did before and that's what i mean by kind of learning along the way like there was a period of time where he was an actor and he was acting and he was you know imbuing these characters with whatever was on the page but i don't feel like he was i could be totally wrong doing any (laughs) extra right but it seems like when we get to zodiac we start getting little quirks and little things that he's decided these characters are going to have
1: well like Um, in prisoners it said that the tick was something and that the the freemason's ring was something and that the tattoos were his choices which i loved i loved when i kept seeing the tattoo the tattoo on his neck i was like what the fuck is this and then i saw the tats on his hands i'm like those are zodiac signs and then there was an overhead shot where you could see his and i did wonder if that was a nod to zodiac um but i mean i've seen i don't know but i i've seen prince of persia love another drug source code all bad yeah. Uh, what do you watch? But okay, but so you've seen. You've but seen I haven't Broke seen Enemy. <laughs> I've seen Broken Bad. I haven't seen Nightcrawler, which I probably should see. I haven't seen Southpaw. No. I saw Everest. Love.
0: Did you see I Brothers? Saw, I didn't see Brothers. I did brothers see no,
1: Nocturnal Animals, which I, I really
0: enjoyed. Um, haven't seen Oakja. Everest too. Everest is one that you know it's this huge sprawling cast, and let's be real, the main character of the movie is the mountain, mm. but it's also a true story. Yeah. And. I think in order to do that story justice, you have to have people who are good actors. I mean, that sounds dumb. Like you should have good actors in everything in theory, but I think in order to, there's so many people and you're not even sure exactly who's who and what's going on for chunks of the movie. So you have to have people who are very character driven. Mm -hmm. And I think even, even there when he doesn't have that much screen time, you still get a very clear view of who that character is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that my
1: favorite thing that he has done, and I'm just looking at this. Uh, there's an episode of Inside Amy Schumer. I don't even remember what the plot of the the scene is, but uh, or the the gist of it. But he's just holding a ferret the entire time and waving the ferret around, and it's really entertaining to me.
0: So, I know that I saw him on Inside Amy Schumer, and I can't remember. I can't remember any of it. It's but it's really really that funny.
1: It's really 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 funny. Um, I think he's one of those guys too that I feel like I would like to hang out with him um
0: okay I don't know that I've thought much about I would like to out. hang out with
1: him and his sister Maggie because I like Maggie Gyllenhaal a fucking lot
0: I do uh, too but I don't know how they would be to hang out with I guess I, maybe totally cool that they might be I would say more so him than her I feel like she might be a little bit much nah <laughs> she would be fine <laughs> her Maggie Gyllenhaal's best role Best role, Secretary. I love Secretary. No, Secretary was great though. It, yeah, Secretary was great. But um, uh, John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph. Oh my God. Away we go. Away we go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was she? I love her so much in that. Yes, she was so. Yeah. They kept talking about the family bed, and -hmm. then she was. They Mm -hmm. got her a stroller as a gift, and she was like, "Like, why would I want to push my child away from me?" Yeah, oh, she's really
1: so great nice. in
0: that movie. So yeah, so I guess Jake, and also you're right, he's
1: not that kind of. I think of him in that same way I think of Ryan Gosling. He's not traditionally handsome. Honestly, yeah. I don't think Hugh Jackman is traditionally handsome. I don't think so either. There's no. just I've yeah, never I've never him. been attracted to him, but he is just a very With charismatic. That charisma, yeah, yeah. So the last thing I think I saw Hugh Jackman in, and this was probably like last year, was uh, the Greatest Showman, which. Going in, I didn't realize I was going to have to suspend my disbelief so much because it was really going to be a legit musical because it really, really is. And I I did enjoy it very much. But mostly I was watching it because my friends are into musicals and it had Zac Efron. Um, But I've never I mean, I've seen him in the X-Men movies as Wolverine. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I can't
0: you can't say shit like that to me. (laughs) That's so rude. I can't believe you just said that. I really, 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 really like
1: Viola Davis. And this is a really ridiculous thing, but um, something I think about a lot, I started to watch How to Get Away with Murder,
0: and I didn't finish it. You probably shouldn't. You can just say, (laughs) you can just say I watched How to Get Away with Murder. You probably shouldn't preface that of all titles of shows (laughs) with... Something I probably shouldn't be thinking about. Well, I just, I,
1: this one scene in the beginning of that series, she's, comes home from work, and she's like this high-powered lady type, and she sits down at her, like, vanity, and her husband's in the room, and they're talking, and she takes her makeup off with one of those makeup wipe things, Mm -hmm. and then she moisturizes her face, and just the way that she does that while she's talking to her husband, I just can't get it out of my head. Like I just and I don't know if it was because it was so real or if I'm
0: obsessed with skincare, but I just really like it. I would like for you to now, whilst being recorded Yes. Would you please tell me the amount that you spent on your last Sephora order? (sighs) Go ahead, lay it on me. Okay When you're not when you're not even leaving the house. For your flesh to be seen by real live people, okay. please tell me how much money you just spent at Sephora.
1: I bought two things, and it was like 150 bucks. What the fuck did you buy, Virgin Blood? Um, one of them is a a, a it's a serenamide cream from Dr. Jart. That is a very I've used it. I use it daily. It is very good. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I bought a the big size, because they have a big size for a limited time. It's like 100 nice. mils. Mm-hmm. And then I bought... Um, it's a face mask. And it is from Biocense, I think, is how you say it. And it's... um. I really don't care. It's like triple action, exfoliant, physical and chemical. And it's also got squalene or whatever oh to help gosh. with the plumping. Uh, I just really oh i feel bad saying it i might have to edit this out later because that's embarrassing
0: yeah yeah it is a little bit but you know to each their own
1: anyway viola davis is great and i always davis is great i would agree
0: he was good enough You was you was kind (laughs) you was smart and you was important and her eyes in that movie that movie (sighs) that whole movie is like nothing but her giant orbs She's just being like. There's so much that comes out of her eyes. You know what I mean. Every single emotion. She's yeah. She's. Best. I just. I think that is an, an incredible movie. Um,
1: the Help. Yes. Just yeah. incredible. It um, is. And I'm and I'm glad to have seen it. Now now looking at the rest of this cast,
0: mm-hmm. young
1: young Dylan Minnette
0: shows up as Ralph Dover. Yeah. And, man, I just don't like him at all. I don't. I don't dislike him. I I'm not okay it's gonna sound really mean here we go no like i don't want to sound mean about it but the shape of his head kind of freaks me out it's a little bit of an egg maybe yeah and it. it, it's like frankenstein on top i think he's good i do i I think he's a good actor um and he's so cute like he's just he's such a cute little like faced yeah yeah um but there's just something about his head that it just kind of, like, there are certain people in the world who look a certain way, and sometimes I get scared of them because of how they look. And he is one of them. Like, uh, the the Punisher. Uh, the fuck's his name? Don't, are we, John Bernthal? No. Yeah. No. I, don't, I don't like his, no, his, like, his ears attached to his face in a weird way, and I just can't handle it. And his, like his head is so big and there's just something very strange about him he looks like he's been in a lot of fights where his face took a beating yeah and Gwyneth Paltrow her ears I to her face too I I can't take it so
1: um Dylan Minnette is in the uh the show 13 reasons why I read the book Before the show ever came out. Which makes sense because it's a book written for children. It's a YA story, yeah. I loved the book. The show, season one, I don't know. I I really couldn't watch season two even. It was pretty awful. And he, honestly, was part of the problem for me.
0: Um, Because I felt like the young girl who plays. But the entire premise wasn't the problem? Because I watched the first season and it just pissed me off.
1: I think if you read the book, you would appreciate it a little bit more. But yes, I could see, (laughs) I could understand why people thought the premise was ridiculous. Because really, like, it's pretty awful. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, so and he really doesn't do a whole lot in this in this movie, which uh, no, but he's needed. I I think. I, I mean, both of the older siblings. Yeah, both of the older siblings. I think you could say that they don't do much, but I think they're really. First of all, they're important. Just important plot points in important. that in, important. Important. They are important plot points in that uh, these girls never would have been able to leave the house had the parents not thought that the older siblings were going with them. So I think that reason alone you need them. But I think you get to see a lot about who Keller is through his interactions with his son. That's
1: so, true.
0: while he may not get to do a whole lot on his own, I do think he's an important part of the movie still.
1: There are some there were some lines When are we going to talk about Melissa Leo? Let's talk about Melissa Leo. She is a that woman is
0: a chameleon. I love her so much. I so- watched her back in the late 80s. On really? The Young Riders. Yeah, The Young Riders. And it's funny to me, too, because, granted, I was a, I was a small child then, so I guess, in a way, everybody seemed old to me. But I remember... So, do you know what The Young Riders is? No. Oh, my God, Leah. That was the best show in the world. And
1: honestly, the thing that I've seen her in the most in is probably I'm Dying Up Here, which I forgot that she was in. Which is...
0: And she's... Yeah. I, yes.
1: Yeah, okay. but, the, but The Young Riders. Yes, I don't so know. So, The
0: Young Riders, it's, a, it's a about... uh it's a, obviously a fabricated <laughs> television show, but it's about uh, the beginnings of the Pony Express, um, okay. or the Pony Express just before the Civil War. And they have, you know, like Buffalo Bill Cody's there and Wild Bill Hitchcock is there. and um, So anyway, Hitchcock is uh, played by Josh Brolin, whom I also adore, nice. but he was a child at the time. I mean, I think it was like 89. I'm guessing here. I, I think it was late 80s, early 90s. And I'm looking um, for it. So he's very young. And there was a little bit of a romance between the two of them. And all I remember thinking as a kid is, why would Hickok ever be with her? She's so old. (laughs) Really? But I think that's, yeah. And that's the thing. She's always kind of looked kind of old. Exactly. She's always looked a little bit, not old even necessarily so much as, like I said, I was a kid at the time. So in my mind, old was 30. And I feel like she's always looked older. So she may have been in her 20s even at the time. Or she may have been in her 30s, but she looked like she was, you know, 35. But I think what's one of the things that's great about her is she embraces that in a way that very few women do so that she will go on and play the mother of people who she's five years older than, you know, like in The Fighter, which is an amazing role. You ha- have seen The Fighter. Have you? No, I haven't. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay. Should I put it on the list? That's going on the list. A hundred percent. The Fighter. Is that, that
1: the funny. one with uh, Christian
0: Bale? Yes. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's the one that Melissa Leo won the Academy Award for, and rightfully so. Um, oh, it's so good. Anyway, so we'll watch that and we'll talk about that too. But again, there she played much older. In, in this movie, she played much older. I just saw her, uh, HBO has a show um, that just started. It's based on Wally Lamb's book. Oh, my God. I know what what you're it
1: talking called? about. I, I, yeah, I've seen it. It's, um, I just looked at it.
0: Oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. I know this much is true. Yes, I know this Got much is Mark true. Got Mark Ruffalo. Yes. And I did watch just the first episode. That's all that, that's come out as of today. I think the next episode is tomorrow.
1: I didn't realize um, it was a series. I thought it was a movie, but okay. Yeah,
0: yeah it's a limited series. Yeah. I gotta tell you, Leah, it's fucking amazing. It's well-paced. You know how I love pacing. Yeah, yeah. You know I need that. Mark Ruffalo, you know I love it. They do! They do! But Melissa Leo plays the mom, and I mean, she's, I think she might maybe just turn 60. So she's what, like, not even a, like, maybe a decade, 10 years, 15 years at the most older than, I don't know how how old Mark Ruffalo is, but she's not that much older than him. But here again, she's aging up. Um, And she just, I think, you know, we were kind of talking about Jake Gyllenhaal, um, creating a character I think she's so amazing at doing that as well at creating those characters and doing little things with them like she is like you said she's a chameleon yes she, she will change just the way she says certain words it's not even the cadence of her voice necessarily although she'll obviously be able to change that as well or, or throw in an accent or something but just the intonation that she uses is always so different from character to character um I'm dying up here Mm. she's
1: incredible oh, in that so that's amazing. a great that's such a great series i'm still really i'm just so sad it's over. yeah i'm so pissed that, that people just why didn't
0: you watch it people <laughs> what is wrong with
1: you i just don't think showtime shows get as much love and you know they
0: definitely don't yeah
1: and i can i don't know i thought so was, many
0: great people in that it was good it was interesting it was funny it was all yeah. the things it was dope yeah. so- it was, and it did. It was one of those that was a great, perfect mix of humor and uh, drama, because you do get to see the, the the kind of the horrific things that lead to comedians being able to, you know, cut their wrists on stage. Oh, <laughs> like there has to be something a little bit fucked up about you to be willing to to share such intimate things about yourself. Um, so you get obviously the humor because they're comedians, but there's so much richness. Mm. Underlying all of that, so that's kind of how I,
1: I'm okay with sucking on the pain teat. As you long just as need some humor in there, I too. need it to be. I need us to make jokes about it because that's how I handle, you know, distress and um, and sadness. I mean, that's how <laughs> I
0: do too, for the most part. But sometimes, sometimes you just gotta wallow a little. Which is why I loved all the moments in this
1: film when Gyllenhaal is so exasperated because those were the little bits of comedy that I was like that's what I needed yeah 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 I get that yeah so at the end I, I guess I I was probably I kind of zoned out I think a little bit when Leo was on screen when she was she was definitely <laughs> I was getting a little bit of that buffalo bill vibe from <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> just from uh, <laughs> front of the lambs <laughs> yes <laughs> from Silence of the lambs that Cause what is what is he when say? When she like was lowering him in a hole, what do you? Yeah, that's like. lotion it puts down there.
1: Solution the on its skin. It puts solution <laughs> in the basket. Uh, it puts solution on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. And
0: and she, what is it? Are you she, telling me that you think Melissa Leo, like before he came to her front door, went out back in, in the back room and just sort of tucked it, like got <laughs> maybe into, like too. a weird dance? But she. Uh, <laughs>
1: Because what is is it that uh, Bob Taylor has written in his special notebook? And it's, if you finish the maze, you can go home. That's kind of her thing. But at the end of the movie, she says, uh, making children disappear is the war we wage with God. It makes people question their faith, and it turns them into monsters like you. And she nailed it. It hit the nail on the head. I don't understand. I I don't 100% believe. There must have been something really wrong with her already her and her husband to become these crazy fucks who kidnap children and torture them. Uh, Yeah.
0: I think that's one of the great things about this movie too, is there are so many ancillary stories that we don't get. And I want, and don't get me wrong. I, I don't want you to touch this movie. Like I don't want any, you know, cheap tacky sequels or anything like that. But like, I want to know, what made her this way. And I want to know what made detective Loki that way. And I want to know what made Keller that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I want, and I want to see what happens to Alex after this, because yeah. I think he really is the sacrificial lamb of this whole story. I mean, he was taken as a child. He was kept in this horrible situation. I think one of the hardest, most painful, I know you don't like the pain, <laughs> most painful moments. The first thing that he says, finally, when he finally speaks after being tortured for so long, and he finally says something to Keller. Do you remember what he said? No. What my is name? That? My name's not Alex. That was it. That was that what was what he, took, he was saying when he was inside the box. It took so long to get him to say anything at all, and the first thing, that thing that he's been holding on to for so long, that he has been told over and over again, "You do not say. You do not say. You do not say." And what it is that it finally, is- when he breaks, yeah, the 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 truth that comes out when he breaks is saying that that's not my name. Is mm-hmm. giving the truth to, uh, you know, I'm I'm not even this person because that's what he's been holding on to for all of these years. He hasn't been able to. I don't think I know. She mentioned that there was an accident or an incident or something, and maybe they poisoned him to the point where he just. Had brain damage of some or kind. He, got, he but hit his it, head when he got do- dumped dumped in the hole. Yeah, I mean it could have been anything, and I'm curious to know, sure, but it could also just be that emotional turmoil of of being forced to be somebody he's not.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I and I think having this kid, because even though he's an adult, he's he's a kid. Um, sending him out to go find other children too yeah is something that we've seen in real life um a horrible thing that's happened in real life and i'm always curious i don't i don't feel like you've seen an instance where that's ended well i I guess the the one that comes to mind is um about sean hornbeck no 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 and and that's what i thought i am curious about sean hornbeck and how he's doing hopefully well um but no there was one i can't remember his name steven i think it was steven I want to say it was in California. It was 70s or 80s. Um, Didn't they make a movie called I Know My Name is Steven? Yes, exactly. And that's what I remember from because I remember watching that movie in the 80s or early 90s, whenever it was, back when they actually made, you know, made for TV movies that weren't terrible. (laughs) Uh, But here was this kid who, yeah, he he had been kidnapped at a fairly young age. And I don't remember exactly how long he was held, but he was a teenager. So five, ten years. I mean, he was held for quite a while. And... He he was sent out to get another younger kid for this pedophile, and that was when he kind of broke free and and decided to go home in whatever way he could. And his story didn't end well. I I mean, he tried to get his life together, and he ended up – I believe he died in a motorcycle accident or a car Mm -hmm. accident. I think he got married and – Maybe divorced. I think he may have had a kid. I mean, I think he got married really, really young and he died young. I, I think he was in his 20s when he died. So and his brother um, became a serial killer. So what? obviously, his it biological the whole brother? family. Yeah. Yeah, there were a handful of killings in a state park. Oh, uh, uh, Lindsay? In the 80s, 80s, or 90s. I think he killed like maybe six or seven people yeah there was definitely um a woman and her her daughter and her daughter's friend I think those were the murders that got him caught but then there was also a park ranger at the time and I think other people anyway all of that that is a huge side note (laughs) but I guess the 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 point I was trying to make about getting to know these stories is you we're just kind of getting a slice of life right here mm-hmm. of this one horrible event, but there are so many other horrible events playing out around it, and, and you know that something this awful is going to impact all of these people for the rest of their lives, yes. too, and it yep. does make me really curious as to what would happen to them. And then the other giant unanswered question that we get, too, is in the very end, does Loki actually find Keller? Because you can see on his face that he's not he sure if he's actually... Him. I you I don't I don't 100% believe that at all. I think we were definitely left with that being a question because you can see on his face that he's not sure if he's hearing anything at all, and even if he is hearing it, like, dude, the dude got shot in the head. I mean, he probably has ringing in the ears right now anyway. That guy. I don't know if he's gonna be able to find him. That guy who put
1: all of this together to figure out, and a lot of it is luck. Like he he goes to the priest's house because he's checking in on sex offenders. Goes to the priest's house, gets in there. The priest happens to be passed out, finds, then he happens to put together that the maze that the guy is wearing around his neck, and then he has a conversation with the forensics guy and figures out about this
0: invisible man with the maze, the whole thing. Like, he puts it all together. It's funny, too. You call it blind luck. Maybe it's God. I, I mean, they don't allude to that necessarily, right. but when you're talking about a movie wherein this horrible thing that happens was done to be a war on God. Maybe he is actually dropping things along the way for Loki to find. Yeah. Or he's some kind of, and I mean, I, he's, I was, I was interested
1: in Melissa Leo's character and for sure figuring out like what, what the fuck was driving her. But I really, Loki, he alludes to having grown up in a boy's home. Um, and man, he fucking goes after that priest. Like everybody he's shoving, he's fucking shoving their heads in the ground and pointing guns at their heads. Like, I feel like that's breaking the rules a little bit.
0: He, he oh, loses no. it a little. I don't know. Nobody calls him out for it, so it must be fine.
1: Well, he's always by himself when he does this <laughs> shit. Um, well, yeah, that's when you want to do it. He calls <laughs> him back up after. Like, I couldn't believe when he was at the priest's house that he found that secret door and then he went down there without any backup. I was really surprised by that. Would you have, like, you dropped down in
0: a hole. How are you even going to get back out? I'm sorry. I'm not dropping into a hole when, yeah, there's nobody else around. Exactly. Call for backup. Hey, hey, I found something suspicious here. (laughs) Somebody come and watch my back while I jump into this random hole. It was was nuts. But um, I I definitely
1: felt like I wanted to know why. Because he seemed to understand the profiling side of it. He seemed to understand, I don't know, he's just really good at his job. But how did he get that way? How did he get so good? And what drives him? What makes him want to help people that way?
0: Yeah, because I didn't get the feeling that, or at least they certainly didn't allude to any sort of um, education that would get him there. You but know, it's not like... he knows know the psychology of it really well. Or, or is he just really good at reading people? Piecing and piecing things together. I right, mean, because, because that, that's what I mean, is it's not like he's actually naming the psychology behind it. He just sees the people and knows them. And is that something that he's picked up throughout his life because he was in you know so many different places like if he was in a boy's home if he grew up in a boy's home chances are he was also fostered at times or he may yeah. have been sent to different homes so maybe being around so many different people he was able to pick up on different cues and I mean I, I agree I'm I'm very curious about his character as well
1: and I guess I at the end of it all I was wondering about Keller so he's in the hole and he's I, I think they get him out but and, you know, I hope they, they his, do. His wife has this conversation with, mm-hmm. with Detective Loki about... She says, he's a good man. I miss mm-hmm. him. But, you know, is he going to go to jail? Loki's like, probably. If they find <laughs> him. As well, he should. <laughs> right. And I guess I just wondered... did he, Does he do... Is he being in that hole? Is he serving enough time? Is he serving enough mor- moral and ethical penance in that hole... Or, you know, I don't know. I, I cannot justify with through God or whatever what he does to Alex Jones. I just, I just no. can't. It's yeah, so and
0: wrong, I, and I feel like he just. I don't think being in a hole is going to make him see that either. No. no. Uh, so, and I don't think if, if he goes to jail that he would see that either yeah. I think it would take a lot more for him to actually see what he did as being wrong so yeah I guess
1: I just when I think about it I, he's a character that you have sympathy for but that you just can't it's kind of and we'll watch Uncut Gems at some point but it's how I felt about the main character from Uncut Gems like I, you, you have sympathy for him well actually it's a little bit different because that character is fucked up really fucked up um, <laughs> Because I don't Mm -hmm. like, I don't like Keller as a person. I don't like the prepping. I don't like how he's like this. Like, what does his wife say to him at one point? She says, she's in the bed and she's crying. And she says, you "You always
0: made made me feel so safe. You made me
1: feel so safe. You told us you could protect us from everything. And I'm wondering, like why is he
0: down? Like, why is he, it's kind of skeevy, right? Evil? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, like, gross. like a control I'm thing not saying that I don't want to be taken care of. But if you said that to me, I'd be like, what are you talking about?
1: You get this whole thing with like, it, it's just, it's the idea of somebody being a righteous, their, the righteousness of it. Like, yeah, I am a godly man. And what I do is for God. And I, you know, and it is righteous. And he's always praying to God, like, show me the way, help me figure this out. And it just feels gross. Um, And I feel like Melissa Leo is kind of... You keep coming back
0: to the God side of it, though, and I don't see any of the God side of it as being gross with him. I don't think it's about godliness. I do. I think it's about... I don't, I don't see that I at all. He feels, I think he
1: Why the... Because f- he doesn't turn his back on God. He continues to
0: pray to God. He must feel like
1: he's doing what he's supposed to do, that God you is... You can
0: have a relationship with God that is entirely separate. And you see this all the time, I think. Well, I know you see it all the time. You can have this relationship with God wherein you believe that there is a moral absolute and you absolutely would abide by that moral absolute when you're having these discussions, prayers with God. And then you just 100% wipe that from your mind when you go out to actually live your life and I feel like that's more what he's done is every prayer that he makes with the exception of the very first one and the the kind of very last one with Alex with those two exceptions I feel like every other time that he listens to the the radio or talks to speaks to or about God in any way I feel like it's just sort of Stuff that he's learned, but not stuff that he feels. I and those prayers, I don't think, are about God. I think it's about himself and finding what he needs. You could be right. But I disagree. Because in the very beginning of the movie,
1: you see him killing a deer and saying the Lord's prayer. I think it's in, interwoven into who he is. He feels... That is that is why I'm saying that. Because he's taking
0: from nature to but support he ex- his family. Right, but he explains after that why they went out hunting and it wasn't necessarily it's to be get a deer it's to be prepared it's because, because the world's be... gonna go to hell in a handbasket right. right it's, it's be because ready. i yeah. want you to be ready because the grocery stores are gonna shut down covid and you're gonna but need the to grocery stores your... haven't <laughs> shut down this is i, I was, will now that everything's opened back up again <laughs>
1: the shit's gonna hit the fan when he when he said that to his kid and i know that kid's like in high school he's like a high school age kid right i just was like who says that to their fucking kids? Crazy. Like, that's bull. Crazy people say that, Leah. Right. I d- I definitely feel like he was driven by this. Like, I'm a godly righteous man. And you know, Melissa Leo, I think was a little bit of had a little bit of that righteous bullshit going on too, where she's saying, I'm waging a war against God. Like, oh, well, if,
0: I think anybody who yes. says they're waging a war against God yes. and that's why they've killed people. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent has yes. something going on there. I'm yes. just saying his Keller's relationship with God. I don't see it other than. It and being something that he was raised with, I mm-hmm. guess. I think the bigger issue for him is his father died and left him at a very young age so every part i think it's more his relationship with his father that his father told him you need to prepare for all of these things all of these things are going to happen his father was also i believe a guard at a corrections facility
2: so he's gonna have
0: so he's gonna have a very whatever he got from his dad i'm sure was probably a very black and white idea of of justice and and people and and right and wrong exactly and you know somebody who committed a crime is no longer a human being just as he decided who you know, that Alex was no longer a human being when he took his daughter. I think it's more that relationship with his father that he had been taught all of these things and then before he was ever even old enough to question any of it, his father died, killed himself, which is, of course, you know, how do you even, it's hard to reconcile a death and the inability to to have those conversations that you probably needed to have. And then also with the fact that that he did it to himself. So Agreed. I feel like that agree, is the part. I, I mean, you. we can disagree. I'm still bright. <laughs> Alright, I have some questions for you. Uh we get a
1: nice shot of the tail light on the RV. Is that a glow light? Because it sure looked like a glow light to me.
0: I didn't notice, but I would say no.
1: That was I, a really I old didn't. RV. No, but it, like, I swear to God, we sell that light and it is a glow light. I maybe. I don't I promise. I, I The Design don't of it. Attention. Um does this movie paint people who live in RVs full-time in an, a bad light. No, and he didn't live in the RV full-time. I know, but, you know. I don't understand. R- that RV people are bad. No. Okay. Um. Did you ever get lost as a kid?
0: Um. No. Not that I can recall. Okay.
1: I don't think I ever did either. Um. Is Paul Dano? First of all, is it Paul Dano or is it Dano? It's gotta be Dano.
0: I believe it's Dano. I've been saying it, Dano, for years. So. Do
1: you find him hot?
0: Oh no, no. I think he's very strange looking, but he's a great actor. Okay, but I think he's weirdly hot. In I don't understand. Say say that again, but use English.
1: Um. So like, I started to watch Love and Mercy. I didn't finish it, but that's the one where he's Brian Wilson. And then, um, who also is not a hot person, right. But I was still kind of interested. Well, but he's he's so very talented, right? And
0: sure, I don't and know, crazy, also, I he, I mean, he, yeah. and cute, yeah. And then, honestly, Paul Dano has said that That he loves playing kind of off kilter characters. So, usually, when you, you see him, he's a little bit crazy, too.
1: <laughs> Did you find the shape of Jake Gyllenhaal's body underneath his detective clothes? attractive because he had a little bit of maybe like a dad bod thing happening
0: under the clothing you never really see him with his shirt off I think he looked good under his clothes I didn't see any kind of dad bod thing happening I could still tell that maybe a little bit of a love handle okay Um, I I, I got dad bod bod vibes
1: off of it I didn't at all you didn't get that okay um Why is everyone still getting their
0: news from newspapers in this movie? Who all was still getting their news Literally from newspapers? Everyone. So I Jill- mean, the stuff that he looked up was from many years ago, so.
1: um, At the very end of the movie, Hall's in the hospital opening up a newspaper. Melissa Leo has a newspaper on her kitchen table, and that's where Jackman
0: sees. Well, Melissa Leo is old as fuck. That character, obviously, she's still reading the newspaper, and I assume they give them to you for free in the hospital. I think I just—it just felt like
1: everybody's using the news. They were using the newspaper to push the movie, the for the, the story forward, um, and it didn't make any sense to me because nobody. I mean, it was two thousand thirteen. Nobody's looking at newspapers.
0: It's craziness. So my parents still get the newspaper. Well and you still see newspapers at every like store and restaurant and they're out there just cause you're not looking at them. Doesn't mean other people aren't. In at
1: the end when Jillian Hall's looking at the paper, there's like the headline and then you see the thing about Jackman, Hugh Jackman's character Keller still missing. And then there's a little, Do you see
0: the little thing about the car accident? Yeah.
1: So two people yeah. are hospitalized. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Well, no shit. I wonder, how, I wonder how that happened. Hmm. No, no, no regard for human life. Just that little girl. So, um, I yeah, I liked it. I, would I watch it again? No. Do I think it's a horror <laughs> film? Absolutely not. No, there's nothing. Uh, <laughs> well, I shouldn't say there's nothing horrific about it. There are some horrific things about it, but no, it's obviously. <laughs> explain. Explain. Okay. Because I was talking to my friend, and she was talking about this. Because I was telling her that we were going to watch the descent. And she was like, and she said she
0: she and this is a person who doesn't hasn't seen a ton of movies. She said, and you wouldn't think you wouldn't think that she would be into horror movies either. No, like most of the movies she's seen, I feel like have been pretty just kind of mainstream. Yeah, ones. Yeah. like I, I,
1: I remember going to see the social network work with her in the theater. Um, but she she goes. You know, I've, I think I've seen The Descent. And she was like, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of into horror movies. And she starts describing this horror movie that she saw. And mind you, this is before I had seen Prisoners, but I had also already read the Wikipedia entry. She was like, it's this movie where these kids are kidnapped. And uh, and she's trying to tell me who's in it. And I'm like, is it Hugh Jackman? She's like, no, no, it's not Hugh Jackman. And she would know who Hugh Jackman is. No, 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 no. She saw the movie in the theater. It was, Which was also seven years ago now. <laughs> it was Prisoners. And she described it as a horror film, and I was like, "I love the
0: fact that she says she likes (laughs) horror movies, but the only horror movie that she She can pull from her repertoire over the last ten years is a seven-year-old movie that's not a horror." It's, but I totally got what she was saying because I think Inside Out is the only movie I've seen with her in the theater. I mean, we watched. Didn't you guys watch Paranormal Activity together at the cabin? Like, we did. Did yeah. and it scared the hell out of me and thank goodness we shared I we shared a bed that night and thank goodness we did because I wouldn't have been able to like I think you well I don't remember if Jim was there was Jim Hi. there I think he probably I think so he you might probably have shared been. a bed but I was gonna say if you were out on the other side with the bunks and like in your own bed like if I were doing that I I would have freaked out so I still yeah a, so yeah. I, I think she was thinking
1: about the kids being kidnapped because she's a mom yeah. so I think it was yeah. that kind of really because that
0: I mean yeah. That fucking. That's what I mean. That I when I said the nothing horrific happens. That's a lie. <laughs> the entire movie is horrific. It is, and and you're right. Like
1: the like when the girls come home, the thing that you said earlier, like it's going to affect all of those people. They're gonna have to. They're gonna need years and years of therapy to get over this. I mean, the just the little girl in the bed, Joy, mm-hmm. and and um the other parents, like so Keller and and uh, his wife come in and they're asking her questions. Um, and the other parents, you can see they don't want them to ask, but they totally understand why they're asking. And yeah. they just please tell us. And she looks at him and she's like, "You were there," which is very damning and <laughs> he was, terrifying. <laughs> and then, and then, but then she's like, "They put tape on our mouths," and I'm just like, "Oh God!" Like, and it just it's oh, it's heartbreaking. They're babies, mm-hmm. and they're gonna they. And this is a town where apparently they
0: don't lock their front doors, and you know it's one of those like i don't know if that's maybe that's just is that like a movie thing i watched uh defending jacob i've been watching Mm -hmm. that and in this last episode this most recent episode uh chris evans character notices that someone is on their block with the same car all the time so they're and he's thinking maybe it's a reporter or something but still like he sees this car and he doesn't know who's there and his reaction is to just come back inside and talk to his wife. Does he stop to lock the door? No. no. And I was like, "That's weird. <laughs> and then later, the car follows his wife while she's running. So she comes, like she cuts through backyards and stuff and runs back into the house. Does she turn around and lock the damn door? No. She just runs in the kitchen and is like, "Um, he's been following me." <laughs> so maybe maybe they would lock their doors and they
1: just don't in movie world. Those places still exist. I mean, my hometown. I'm sure people don't lock their front doors they don't lock their cars I feel like if you do that you're just asking for people to steal your shit so I lock
0: my bedroom door at night (laughs) yeah not only is the front door locked the back door locked and all the damn windows are locked I'm locked in that room just me and the dog I don't
1: do that but the, the the house is secure like everything is locked so
0: I want to, like, I want to hear you fucking with the knob if you try to come in my room in the middle of the night. That's, <laughs> that's the main reason. I don't think it'll actually, if somebody wants in, it's not really going to keep them out. But I want to hear you fucking coming because I also have hunting knives, right? <laughs> I live, I live in an old,
1: old house and I grew up in an old, old house. And let me tell you, sneaking out of that house was a bitch
0: because, yeah, honestly, freaks, yeah, the floorboards upstairs creak really bad too. If, I would hear coming anyway.
1: If but. somebody jiggled the front door handle to my house, I would wake up. I mean yeah. and I am like if somebody outside I mean I've been woke up my car I park in the street I've been hit so many times the sound of one car crunching into another wakes me up like and I can hear I mean, it. cuz that I, should I know well no but I mean like even a little bit of a crunch you would think that I could sleep through that but it wakes me up so all right anything else about prisoners which you have no. seen several times
0: I have seen it several times because I I crave some darkness in my life uh, but not in my real life preferably I would like to keep that light and simply watch the darkness unfold for others <laughs> uh, so I think I said a similar thing with Wind River that you know sometimes you're just in the mood where you just got to watch people suffer something like that <laughs> what is it agony teeth? I don't even know what they agony have they milk. handle agony milk Agony milk, you get it, you get it the from pain. the pain teat. Teats of pain. teats of pain is like a website for BDSM. <laughs> <laughs>
1: probably. <laughs> it probably is. Look, I'm going to Google it right
0: now because teats of pain. Just, just ask, ask Google where you can suckle at the teats of pain. <laughs> It's going to give you a weird
1: answer. <laughs> teats of pain. Oh, I'm getting it's auto correcting here in the Google search result to tears of pain. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I'm talking about. At I all. want teats of pain, which that's would be totally somebody mistypes teats of pain or tears of pain as teats of pain. <laughs> Google you should
0: auto correct of, of, of pain to teats of pain.
1: Come on. Teats of pain. And I do want to know at agony, agony milk. It's not. My phone sucks. Um, at Agony Milk. <laughs> that sure. agreed. At Agony Milk. It's up there with Taint Locket. Yeah. Mm,
0: good old Taint Locket.
1: And Eskimo Blubber. No results, for, no results <laughs> for Agony Milk. What was Eskimo Blubber about? No. Okay. Teats <laughs> of Pain. Did you mean Tears of Pain? And then it's a link to Medicine Net. Uh, explaining nipple pain. <laughs> oh
0: so it's on. Okay.
1: So um there really isn't anything. It seems like there isn't. Why is nobody why has nobody snatched this up?
0: Why is nobody God. drinking the agony melt <laughs> from you the t- pain?
1: Okay. Well, that was fun. All right. Anything else before we wrap it up, before we hang no, it up. I'm good. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening and we will see you next time movie virgins. Hey people, this is Leah. I hope you enjoyed that episode and may you all suckle at the teats of pain and get your daily dose of agony milk. Um, having listened to that shit, (laughs) um, it's a great movie. Denis Villeneuve is an incredible director and, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. So I hope you liked that show, the episode, all the things. Wherever you are listening, please do subscribe and rate us and write us a review on the Apple Podcasts. Uh, we would love that um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, of course. Um, so, yeah. Hope everybody's staying safe out there and living their lives to the fullest. And next week, we have for you the invitation for... Um, with uh, some hot guys including logan marshall green it's streaming on netflix if you want to check it out it's a really good movie it's really fucking scary and creepy and tammy blanchard's wearing shit out of this white dress so yeah check it out and uh thanks again we'll see you next time one last thing the music in this episode was written and performed by melissa powers